It's Jim, it's the World of Bonds. It's Friday the 9th of June 2023. This is for professional investors only. Never ever investment advice. I'm off to the cricket this afternoon. I'm going to see India versus Australia at the Oval Cricket Ground in South London. Um, Unfortunately, after seeing the scoring in the past couple of days of that test match, all of my optimism about the Ashes has uh, quickly faded away. And now the Ashes, for those of you who don't live in one of the bits of the world that used to be coloured pink 100 years ago or so, uh, the Ashes is an ancient cricket contest between England and Australia that's probably the most fiercely competitive uh, sporting event you can come up against, really. I guess Forest Derby County, but apart from that, it's, it's the big one. Um, and the Aussies are pretty good at this so uh, the last two days they've completely played India out of the game to some extent I'm going with an Australian as well which makes it even worse he has made me promise I won't mention Sandpaper Gate when I meet him this afternoon but I think I'll find it hard to to resist you can look that one up if you if you want to deep dive into the world of cricket anyway talking of Australia In what's been a slightly dull week in bond markets, I've got to say, we did get a couple of surprises, the first of which was from the RBA, the Australian Central Bank, and they took rates there up to 4.1% unexpectedly. That's the highest there for over a decade. Now, inflation there, like the rest of the world, uh, is coming down, but it's still at 7%. Core inflation is still elevated, of course, as well. Um, But I think the interesting bit about this is that RBA Governor Lowe raised the prospect that medium-term inflation expectations have become unanchored, i.e. people have stopped believing that central banks' inflation targets, generally 2% around the world, are either realistic or achievable. And that's either because they don't want to bring inflation down because of the costs of doing so, i.e. much higher unemployment rates, or they can't, they've lost their power, you know, they're, they're the kind of man behind the curtain in the Wizard of Oz. Um, they're, they're literally incapable of doing anything about inflation because it's uh, based on things out of their control, like commodity prices, um, etc. Uh, Governor Lowe also talked about further monetary tightening on the horizon for Australia, and the RBA is now hiked by 400 basis points. And, of course, that is starting to feed through into the real economy there. So um, some numbers I saw this morning about typical monthly mortgage payments on a $500,000 Australian dollar mortgage loan. It's now about $1,100 higher per month. That's about 600 quid a month higher um, than it was when uh, before the RBA started hiking a year or so ago. Now, the Aussie housing market doesn't seem to care too much. Um, When the RBA first hiked through to February this year, we did see an immediate, relatively steep fall in house prices, but only down by about 9%. But since then, March, April, May, we've seen three consecutive months of rising Australian house prices. May, pretty robust, uh, 1.2%. So, you know, despite those hikes... Despite those higher mortgage rates, uh, house prices continue to rise. Um, I guess you should think about this in in in, in real terms. Though inflation's pretty pretty high, so um, maybe you know these are real price falls that are much bigger for um, Australian housing prices. So um, maybe we should look at these things in real terms rather than um, purely in nominal terms, especially at high levels of inflation. Uh, One more rate hike is priced into Australia up to 4.35%. 
um, market measures of recession risk in Australia are also rising. But the yield curve there isn't yet inverted. I'm looking at the moment at threes, tens in, in Australia. Um, unlike in um, the US, for instance, where we have uh, significant inversions, we still have a positive sloping yield curve there. But that positive slope has fallen from 150 basis points to about 10 basis points. So we're nearly at an inversion point in Australia that would um, predict a recession is coming. Um, so the Aussies weren't the only surprise hikers this week. We also had the Bank of Canada raising rates this year to a 22-year high of four and three-quarter percent. And to quote the Bank of Canada, concerns have increased that CPI inflation could get stuck materially above the two percent target. So uh, two very hawkish central banks um, outside of the US and Europe um, that I think worth keeping an eye on. The other noteworthy economic data we had for bond markets this week came yesterday with uh, the release of their weekly jobless claims. Um, They came at 260,000 jobs, i.e. job claims rather, jobless claims. So the jobless claims are people making their first claim for benefits having lost their jobs generally. So the first claim that they make um, post uh, unemployment. And this was a big jump from the previous week and it was above expectations so remember when we talk about non-farm payrolls which is the job creation number this is the job loss number effectively when we talk about the job creation number um, we've now spent I think 14 months at least over a year with those numbers coming in above expectations this jobless claims number is really you know one of the first times we've seen a significant miss in the other direction in jobs data for the US and that's why people um, I think reacted bond markets reacted um, to, to send yields lower yesterday there is though still some concern about the I guess robustness of the initial claims number. Remember on, on the podcast we've talked about Massachusetts, I think it was last week or the week before, they had discovered significant levels of unemployment claim fraud coming through that were probably responsible for a decent chunk of that state's rising jobless claims. And uh, I read a Deutsche Bank note this morning that suggested that both Minnesota and Ohio are also discovering a similar type of fraud coming through, which may be resulting in um, distortion to those uh, initial claims numbers that that make them less dramatically high than uh, perhaps they look on first glance. But I don't think we'll know the answer to that for a while. Nevertheless, if you take the numbers at face value, these are the highest claims numbers since October 2021. And as I say, US Treasuries had a decent day yesterday with the 10-year Treasury down to about 3.72% from 3.8%. But um, for a bit more doom and gloom before I get myself in uh, too much depression, watching the Australian bowlers rip through the Indian tail later today, and then I'll probably have to watch Steve Smith bat uh, for the rest of the day. Um, Here's a quote via JP Morgan from the Financial Times this morning about the US commercial property sector and the impact on it from Fed hikes so far. So this is from the FT, quote, Fitch Ratings recently estimated that 35% of pooled securitised commercial mortgages coming due between April and December 2023 won't be able to refinance based on current interest rates and the property's incomes and values. Um, 
CoStar risk analytics team that it quotes estimates that as much as 83% of outstanding securitized office loans won't be able to refinance if interest rates stay at current levels. Um, and, you know, kind of linked to the rising rates and the impact that they had, Moody's um, put out something that was pretty bearish on the UK's residential mortgage market and suggesting that um, we're, we're due a 10% fall in house prices from where we are now because of rising rates. And I saw this morning that HSBC, one of the biggest UK lenders, has uh, pulled all of its mortgage deals for new customers because there's just a huge wave of people trying to refinance and it can't cope either operationally or I guess worries about selling those things too cheaply. So 20% of people in the UK with mortgages need to refinance uh, this year and so there's a lot of people um, searching out cheap fixed rate deals and uh, they don't hang around for very long so as I say HSBC has pulled all of its new mortgage deals this morning and we'll see what the knock-on impact that has on other lenders. Right have good weekends catch you next week bye.